Growing up, I wasn't a Whedon fan. I'd seen scattered Firefly reruns on TV, watched Speed. I think I watched the Buffy movie at one point. I knew about the Buffy show at the time. My friend was always describing her Spike crush. And I was even there when the musical was up for Hugo. Its fans were handing out little sticky-footed fuzzies labeled Once More with Ceiling. I figured I'd like it if I ever got around to trying it, which I didn't. I actually watched Dollhouse first. I first happened to watch Buffy a few years ago while writing a book about the heroine's journey. Obviously, it was a perfect match. While I continued doing my serious mythology research and watching Buffy as a break, the series took really serious hold. I devoured all seven seasons, plus five of Angel, with only mild interest in watching the seasons in order. When my next book came around, it was Buffy and the heroine's journey, with source material from most of the academic criticism as well. For Buffy had definitely grabbed me, and each work of criticism just brought more appreciation for its genius. While there are many brilliant epic fantasy novels and movies following the girl's path to heroism, few do it as well as this genre-blending teen show. Each season arc, as well as the seven-season storyline, and indeed, most individual episodes, follow Buffy facing her dark side and emerging stronger. It was perfect. Only later did I try out all Whedon's other stories. As I read and watched so many more, I discovered how incredibly deep they are. There's an entire genre of academic criticism on his works after all. Dozens of books, two journals, and many university courses. His series are used to teach filmmaking, creative writing, philosophy, mythology, and of course, feminism. I wrote one book just on the symbolism of Whedon's names, and another listing his pop culture references. In fact, the largest book I've ever written. And I could likely write a dozen more. His projects are stuffed with themes and messages, from war to religion to power to love. He makes his points through clever, poignant dialogue and beloved characters who demonstrate without being preachy, over and over again. This book explores these themes and tropes, discovering across all the episodes, series, comics, and films what Whedon shows his audiences. All the projects include his five TV shows, Buffy, Angel, Firefly, Dollhouse, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and much more. There are films, including Dr. Horrible, Cabin in the Woods, Alien Resurrection, Much Ado About Nothing, In Your Eyes, and of course, The Avengers. Besides these are the early script treatments, Speed, Toy Story, Waterworld, etc., unmade films, Suspension, Afterlife, Wonder Woman, and television, Roseanne, Parenthood. He's also written comic books for Marvel's Runaways and X-Men, along with his own Frey, Sugar Shock, and series continuations. What's more, all his works offer deep truths and startling insights on the great social issues of our time. Most people say Whedon has taught them about feminism, as Buffy reverses traditional gender roles with female main character, female best friend, male helpless tagalong, and boyfriend who's often objectified, many viewers realize the skewed gender roles in all the other shows. Similarly, Dollhouse offers male sex worker Victor and warrior imprints Echo, Sierra, and Melly. In romantic situations, Melly and Paul, like Annie and Jack on Speed, take traditionally flipped roles in the relationship. Buffy and Angel or Spike often do likewise. Meanwhile, Firefly taught that a warrior woman can be a loving wife, that a sexual woman can have power and respect, that a competent mechanic up to her elbows in grease can long for a ruffled ball gown and be attractive to men for what she can do, as well as how she looks.
Buffy taught us women can be the heroes and also the protagonists of long-running series.